1: Hey, everybody, welcome to another pop culture episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And
0: Troy McEaty.
1: And I just want to remind you, we do have live shows coming up. Our first one is May 3rd in D.C., and we'd love to see you there for um, tickets. The link is in our bio.
0: Imagine weather in D.C. Come on now. Come on now. You have to come for the Weeping Willows, if nothing else.
1: Um, Just real quick, I wanted to talk. There's two things going on. Um, Janelle Evans got custody of Jace back, but I haven't like dove into that enough to talk about it. And then um, this is like a big headline right now about Brian Peck. The Boy Meets World cast is talking about how he was grooming people on set. And basically everything's coming out while we're recording. So we haven't had time to read about it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and we were talking about Brian Peck before we started recording because neither of us could remember like how much we've actually talked about him. Like, obviously, he's mentioned a lot in the Dan Schneider episode, um, but we don't have like a Brian Peck episode. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we could do that. Like, I think that that is just the Dan episode. Um, But Brian Peck is like a major part of this discussion when it comes to like Nickelodeon and all of that stuff. Um, he's like one of the more famous pedophiles from that channel. Like I think him and Dan are like, it's like Dan first and then Brian Peck, I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited to see what this ID channel expose is and everyone let us know it is on HBO as well. So I'm glad that it is getting a big platform.
0: Mm -hmm. Actually, we may, we may have had a Brian Peck session section in our
1: Bermuda Triangle episode right
0: yeah I think yeah
1: I thought so but I that's not an episode I could ever revisit so listeners if you haven't listened to the Bermuda Triangle episode we put out it might be there
0: yeah I, I feel I have a memory in my mind of reading like court records and or something about him but I could be wrong
1: I wanted to start this episode off on kind of a silly note. I'm not sure if it's silly. I'm sure something will come out, but Kelly Rowland with the Today Show. This is something I'm so invested in because if you guys aren't aware, Kelly Rowland was supposed to co-host that like sixth hour of the Today Show, Hoda, and she basically walked out because the dressing room she usually gets was being taken by J-Lo and- Apparently, the dressing room they were going to put her in, the green room, wasn't a good green room. So she left. And luckily, Rita Ora was in the city for some reason. (laughs) And she was there to host. Um, So thank you, Rita Ora, for working. You're the hardest working woman we know. But I've seen a lot of people trying to be like, well, Kelly Rowland shouldn't have walked off set. And I have to say, Kelly in the, the word diva, have never been put together, but know whose two names have been put together: J Lo and Diva.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm just like the assumption that if somebody, like the assumption that if somebody like Kelly Rowland, basically a famous person, is like unhappy with something like a green room, which to the general public can come off as like really trivial and like whatever, it it reads as Diva, but like somebody not accepting something that they believe is beneath them is like also fine and doesn't always mean that the person is difficult or a diva like how many times have you read about kelly Rowland being hard to work with or rude to people or mean or any of that stuff literally never
1: exactly so in my opinion kelly roland likely felt disrespected yeah and that's okay Right. It's not okay. She felt disrespected. I'm sorry. It's okay that she didn't, like you said, want to deal with the disrespect.
0: And obviously it had to be like for her pretty bad for her to know that this is going to be a very public thing and for her to like stand on it and be like, yeah, I did it. And I did it. You know what I mean? Like she obviously knew that this was going to like become a big news story because obviously they weren't going to protect her. Right. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm here for people not accepting bullshit. Like, y- God only knows what that green room or that dressing room looked like for her to be like, "I'm leaving." Absolutely. And
1: on that episode, uh, Rita Ora she did say she listens to the Giggly Squad. Who knows if that's true? But I was like, if she listens to Paige and Hannah, there's a <laughs> good chance she has listened to an episode of Beyond the Block.
0: Rita. You are a doll and we love you. And she looked, I mean, she always looks fucking insane, but she looked gorgeous hosting the show.
1: And it's also made me want to like pay attention to what celebrities are going to be on the Today Show because had I have known like Rita Ora was going to be, I would have jumped on a train and I would have been standing outside that Today Show window waving
0: oh my God, we would have had signs in the background while they're doing fucking weather or whatever. Like for sure, I would have gone and been like, Rita, your number one fan has arrived. The stands have arrived.
1: And I have to be honest, this is proof to never stop trying. Rita Ora has truly been trying to break into the US for 15 years, maybe not 15, but a long time now. And now she's on the Today Show co-hosting with Hoda.
0: And this was great press for her. And also, we both say this all the time. She is a good host. Mm-hmm. The thing she's arguably best at is hosting. She's great at it. So it's like, yeah, have Rita on speed dial, to be honest. <laughs> um, speaking of JLo, I gotta talk about this movie. Okay, I tried to watch it and couldn't. I have been bubbling with thoughts about this goddamn movie since I finished it I I honestly I don't even really know where to start because it the movie itself is such a fever dream (laughs) like it's so odd and for anybody who hasn't watched it it's very like I think people were expecting like a movie movie Mm -hmm. and it's more of I would say that it's more of like a, like a spice world, like doesn't exist in reality. It's like a parody of Jennifer Lopez's public image kind of thing. Like Hard Day's Night. Like it's not based on any sort of reality.
1: No, I felt like I was watching Tommy by The Who.
0: I felt like I was watching that just with like J-Lo songs. Yeah, it's, it's kooky. (laughs) Um. Now I'm I want to start by being positive. <laughs> um it's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. It is the budget was insane. Like the amount of money and I I know that she put 20 million dollars of her own money into the project. She was advised against doing it. <laughs> um it looks stunning and you can tell that like a lot of work went into it. Um I think that J-Lo's dancing was really incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the can't take away from Jennifer Lopez is that she is a really fucking good dancer. And I thought the dancing was great. Um, I'm trying to think of other positive stuff. Uh, yeah, that, I, that's what I've got for if, as far as the positives. The problem with this movie for me, like I didn't mind that it was like nonsensical. I didn't mind that it was like, lived in fantasy land, like, I didn't mind that, like, I'm, like, willing to suspend reality for, like, a good movie, you know, and I I got what she was trying to sell, but for me, it's this idea that, like, this is her most personal music, it's her most personal album, she's finally letting us in, and it's a 45-minute thing about the same shit that she's been talking about for fucking years, that she's unlucky in love and she picks the wrong guys and she's a hopeless romantic and she'll always believe in the institution of marriage it's like we know Mm -hmm. what are you telling us like are you fucking kidding me and her saying like i'm finally ready to talk about you know my issues with relationships it's the only thing that you talk about are you kidding you're finally ready to open up how you about how you've been married a bunch of times. Girl, we know. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I just, I, I don't, I, I, I could go on for an hour about this movie, but it was just so insane. It was so and it, it's so J-Lo in the sense that it's the most narcissistic project I think I've ever seen. It's a movie about J-Lo reflecting on J-Lo, looking back on the past of J-Lo, looking forward to the future of J-Lo while laying on a bed of J-Lo sheets with J-Lo wallpaper holding J-Lo memorabilia. I was just like, this is like really a look into a narcissist's brain.
1: She is the most Leo to have ever Leo'd ever.
0: And, like, I read this article about how it's, like, you know, there's a certain level of narcissism that you come to expect with Jennifer Lopez's projects. Like, she believes in herself more than anybody in the world, and that's the reason that she's still Jennifer Lopez, and I commend her for that. Like, it, there's a lot of stick-to-itiveness involved, <laughs> but oh my god, like, it was just an absolute fucking disaster of a project, and I've also, I saw that she- There's like a a Spotify record for like least amount of albums streamed. I think it was like 14,000 the first, which is like crazy. And I will also say the music is
1: bad. That's what I was going to say, because I could pretty much watch anything. (laughs) Like I can sit through most things, but by the third song, I couldn't get into it. And. I was telling Blair, I was like, why didn't she just stick to, like, acting and dancing? Because she's great at those things. But these songs are just so fucking bad. I don't even know the last, like, J-Lo song I liked. Like, I'm Real with
0: Ja Rule. The songs are really, really... They sound like discarded tracks from, like, other albums. By the way, her previous, her last few albums were about being a hopeless romantic and picking bad guys. Like it's the same project 80 fucking times. And I don't know, like the, yeah, the music is really, really terrible. And I'm not like, I'm not one of those people that will just hate on JLo because I think it's cool to hate on her. Like if anything, I'm kind of, I think it's like low hanging fruit because there's always that person that's going to be like, if she says that she's announcing anything, there's some woman from the Midwest that makes an Ashanti joke and thinks that she deserves a Netflix special. And it's like that, I, I actually am kind of sick of hating on Jennifer Lopez for the same shit. It's like, okay, we get it. Ashanti, Christina Million, we get it. Like we know, but this doesn't help. I can't defend you, Jennifer. I can't. To be honest, I actually almost felt
1: bad because yeah. I'm like, you don't need to do this. Like you are Jennifer Lopez, right? Jennifer Lopez could never work again. And she, I'm I'm a hater. I can admit I'm a JLo hater, but like I can also see what she's done. Right. And like people can't take that away from her.
0: It's funny that you say that because in the article that I read, they talked about how the biggest takeaway from it for pretty much everybody that watched it was how desperate she is to be taken seriously. hmm And it's like- it just comes off as like really like kind of pathetic in a way. And it's like, like you said, it's, it's embarrassing more than anything. Cause it's like, Oh my God, you want us to see you as a serious actor and a good singer, literally so bad. Like it's crazy how bad.
1: And she could be a serious actress. I think JLo is actually a really good actress. I I do. do. And even there was an interview that came out just before her album And she was saying, like, this might be my last album ever. I'm going to retire after it. And it's kind of, like, good. Like, you should, because this shouldn't be, like, the memory of J-Lo.
0: Yeah, I feel bad. Also, the last thing I'll say about it, why the fuck didn't Ben Affleck, a very good director, (laughs) direct this thing? Why did she reach out to anybody else? Okay, so... It was directed by Dave Myers, And I'm not a real big fan of Dave Myers' directing style. I think that he makes everything look like a really shitty video game. Mm. I thought this movie looked like a shitty video game. It was beautiful, but it's like an assault of CGI. And like, it's just really, I just thought it was so unnecessary. Like, why would you not just have Ben Affleck? If you're gonna shove him down our fucking throats all the time, have him direct the fucking thing. Instead of doing cameos, we're using chin prosthetics. Have him direct it. I, that's all I'll say. I just had to get that off my chest. Seeing Fat Joe as a therapist is going to stick with me forever, forever and ever. I believe my words were,
1: oh my God, that's Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Something that also needs to be put to rest in Hollywood is remaking Fantastic Four. <laughs> so so i saw that they're making another one and now they have joseph quinn pedro pascal vanessa kirby and Evan moss i cannot and desi from girls okay that's who he will always be to me fantastic four didn't work with jessica alba it didn't work with miles teller it's not gonna work with fucking Pedro Pascal and Joseph Quinn. It's not going to happen. We need to stop trying to make Fantastic Four movies. It's like
0: Fetch. It's not going to fucking happen. You know what's so shitty though is like they know that a billion people are still going to go see it just to see if it happens. Just to see if it's any
1: better. And everyone, no. The answer is no.
0: (laughs) I I guess the one thing that they have working for them is that the, the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four was so bad and so hated it's like making a movie up against like geely you know because it was like universally despised right so that's that's nice
1: (laughs) i just i know that's only what a 30 second segment but i needed to let hollywood know enough
0: No, i get it i feel you (laughs) um this is speaking of like remaking things we don't usually have a video game section of this podcast but i am a Homosexual who loves a video game. Okay. I am a video game girly. And I just wanted to say that uh Tomb Raider one through three has been remastered and re-released, and the whole internet is losing their shit. You can't scroll past anybody on a TikTok live who isn't playing Tomb Raider. And it's really cool. And they did a really, really good job with the remaster. It's beautiful. It has this really cool setting where, um, you can switch between the 90s version and the updated version like oh anytime you want and so you can like see the differences in the like the levels and, and lorecroft's design and stuff and it's just really cool and if you grew up playing that game if you're like a millennial who grew up playing tomb raider it's so like like i watched a reaction of this girl on YouTube who was like downloading it and she opened it for the first time. And when she heard the theme music, she started crying. And like, I kind of had like a similar emotional reaction because like the Tomb Raider girls know like Laura Croft was a, I don't even know a phenomenon really describes like the impact that Laura Croft, Croft had on us in the 90s. Like she was the most famous person in the whole globe. So it's just really cool and everybody should download it it's on switch and like ps5 and xbox and stuff i actually think this is like a cool question
1: because i also play video games to like calm down what are your maybe like top five if anyone listening is like how can i relax or you know like how can i get my mind off of the day-to-day what five um video games would
0: you recommend So my number one video game franchise is Resident Evil. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know, I love Resident Evil. I love all of those games. I could talk about them for hours. I'm obsessed. Um, I really, really love open world games. So stuff like Red Dead Redemption and stuff like that. And also if you have a Switch, a Nintendo Switch, the new Mario and Donkey Kong games are fucking in credible they actually just released a new mario it's called super mario wonder and it's so cool it's so like beautifully made beautifully designed and it's like old school mario it's really really fun so yeah D- if you if you need video game recommendations dm me i'm very much that girl <laughs> so have do you watch love is blind i do not
1: it's for the best. Um unfortunately I do watch it. <laughs> they just I have, I have. They just had a new season and this is the first season where they have like normal looking people. I feel like it's Ooh. been a long time of a lot of like Instagram modelish looking people maybe like an 8 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10 here and there. But this season it's like normal regular people. And I need to talk about this girl Chelsea because I'm going to stick up for Chelsea. Um, okay. She, in the pods, they, you know, they can't like say what they look like. And right. the guy said, is there a celebrity you look like? And she said, she's been told she looks like Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. You, I'm sure you've seen it, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard tell. So the thing is, I can see it in her eyes and nose. I could see how, if she had a different haircut, people would be like, oh, like, you have darker features. You resemble Megan Fox. Now, she does have one of the worst side parts I've ever seen. So just change up the hair. But the way that this man reacted, he was like, oh, first thing I noticed was your gorgeous big teeth. What? (laughs) (laughs) If someone said that to me, I'd break up immediately.
0: Me meeting Pearson Dunst.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, you're different. (laughs) um but yeah like chelsea's being dragged over the coals and i just don't think it's fair i think people should be a little bit nicer to her and yeah just this season seems insane um i'm excited to see what happens but it's definitely interesting to see like normal people on the show you know like it's almost giving like early seasons of the real world where yeah like they're just normal people
0: Do you think she looks like megan fox
1: i think her eyes and nose do i like i said i think a different haircut could like really help her with her looking like megan fox but you also can't tell a straight guy you look like megan fox
0: yeah it's like (laughs) when you look like jessica alba exactly so lassoing and wearing fucking the sin city outfit
1: Yeah, it's it's an insane season. If anyone wants to watch, it's definitely one to fun, a fun one to dip into. One thing I did like, though, one of the guys, two of the guys actually have psoriasis. And I've never really like, I have psoriasis. I'm breaking out on my face right now. I have it all over my back. But a guy had it in his hairline, which is how I started with my psoriasis. And I don't know, it was just kind of cool to like,
0: see it on TV. Well, look no further than Kim Kardashian's um TikTok. She's the psoriasis queen.
1: <laughs> Listen, the way I can't even talk about
0: Kim and her psoriasis. <laughs> Guys, it's spreading so bad. <laughs> 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 um. Well, speaking of reality TV, our listeners will be happy to know that I, Troy Jean Spears, has started watching Traitors. I am watching Traitors. I'm not caught up. I'm more than halfway through. So, like, Kate is there. Okay. So, I'm more than halfway through the episode. It hasn't ended yet, right? No, no. Okay, yeah. There's only, like, eight episodes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm probably on episode, like, five or six. Um, It's incredible, obviously. It is it is as good as everybody told me that it would be. I And I knew it would be. With that cast, like... I was really happy to know that I knew most of the people. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I should should be embarrassed or not, but I knew pretty much everything or everybody, except of course for that um, boxer who I now think is like, I like love him. And um, I was not familiar with the love, love is blind guy, which I was really surprised that they like casted him.
1: Or the guy, the English, like, spokesman, John. Yeah, yeah. Statesman.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, but the cast is absolutely incredible. And one of the things that I like about traders is that it moves along. Like, it, it moves. Mm-hmm. And I like that when people go home, they just are gone. Like, there's no big what to do or them walking in slow motion off the beach or... You know, them holding a tiki and walking through the ocean or whatever. Like, they're just gone. They're just dead um, or excommunicated. And I think that's really, like, I don't know. I just like the way that the show moves along. And Phaedra and CT are my favorite power couple of 2024. <laughs> it's so good. I
1: know. I know I talked about it when Traders first started seeing like CT and Trishell and Johnny with like adults. Mm-hmm.
0: How is it for you seeing them? It's cool because, I don't know, it's interesting, like especially in the, it was either the first or second episode, like it did kind of show how better equipped the people from the challenge are to go on other shows because they do such extreme shit. So like, for example, when they did that, like swim out into the ocean or whatever and, you know, make the puzzle, it's like for the challenge, that's like a chill day. (laughs) And it's, it was funny the way like Bananas and CT just like fucking dove into the water, didn't even think twice about it. Like they were screaming and shit like they normally do in the challenge. It's like another day for them. Whereas like people like Phaedra and Sheree were like, what the fuck? Like, I'm going to look for bottles. <laughs> I'm going to look for messages and bottles on the, on the, in the grass. <laughs> um, but it's cool though. And it's cool to see, uh, I really, of course, I'm obsessed with, like, the Big Brother people. Janelle is such a fucking icon and such a bitch, and I love her so much. I love how good she is to get into a fight with somebody on reality TV.
1: I have to say, I love Sharae. She cracks yeah. me the fuck up. In <laughs> all the memes of her saying, like, she has no idea what's going on, I believe that. Yeah. I don't think she knows what she signed up for.
0: It must be even more funny because if you're watching um old housewives, Sheree is like so different now that she well, she's the same person, but her life circumstances are like very different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she used to think that she was known for being like a fashionista and like being wealthy and whatever. But no, <laughs> Sheree is absolutely fucking hysterical. They're all just so great. The survivor, I mean, everybody is great. I love MJ being on the show. It made me realize that Shots of Sunset has been off the air for like four years. I was like, oh, I guess that show's canceled, huh? But no, it's like, it's a very good show. Like it's so good. And I am very happy that I was bullied and verbally as- accosted into watching it. <laughs> okay. If you
1: were a traitor, who, what other two people would you want on your side?
0: Um, Definitely poverty for sure Mm -hmm. i personally would not pick dan only because what dan does works really well on big brother a long form in the house for like two months don't really talk a lot about yourself like play the mysterious game just like talk when talked to that shit works really well on big brother but here it doesn't like you can't not talk you know so I I think I don't know I and he's so cocky like I don't think I would have picked Dan I would have probably picked poverty I think I would have picked CT Mm -hmm. because CT is very um charming and but also like he's good at these games you know yeah I think I would have picked CT and poverty what about you
1: I think I'd go CT and Sandra I think Sandra Mm -hmm. Sandra I've never like seen her on anything, but just watching her these eight episodes, I've become obsessed with her brain. And like, I genuinely think she knows who the traitors are, but like, won't say their names because in the end, she'll get them. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, she's Sandra's so cool. She's so cool. She's so fucking cool. (laughs) She's really, um, she's one of my all-time favorite Survivor people because she much like Sari, is not is not like this big roided out muscle woman. Like she's a normal woman that has a normal nine to five job and is just street smart and like knows how to use her street smarts for these shows. The fact that she's one survivor two times should tell you everything you need to know. She's a fucking badass. And I will say, I'm shocked by how good Phaedra is at this game. Like, I know that Phaedra's very smart. I know that she's very, like, cunning and all of those things. But, like, she's killing it. Like, she's really, really good. So that's been, like, really cool, too, to see.
1: It is cool to, like, watch them talk badly about the housewives and the housewives outplay them every time.
0: (laughs) I know. They're a a well-oiled machine. (laughs)
1: Now would be a good time to let you guys know that this episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you were to ask me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. So when I started using Rocket Money, I was finally able to figure out all those weird PayPal charges where it says, Apple charge you for this, Apple charge you for that. And I was like, I don't remember any of that. So having Rocket Money was so helpful for that. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try and get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/blinds. That's rocketmoney.com/blinds. rocketmoney.com/blinds.
0: This week's episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through all of the challenges that you face in your relationships, whether with friends, work colleagues, significant others, or anyone. I know for myself, uh, I mean, obviously pre-therapy, my family relationships really struggled, Um, I didn't really realize how much me pre-therapy affected my friends though. I think you just kind of assume like your friends that have been with you for a long time are always going to be there no matter what. And that's the case. Sometimes people just get fed up with you planting your feet and not wanting to see the light and they exit your life and they have every right to. And therapy can help with that. (laughs) I have some personal experience with that, that I don't want to get deep into. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I know for myself, at this point, post-pandemic, unless I'm able to do something from my phone, it's likely I'm not going to do it. And I like that I'm able to do it from the comfort of my bed. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash blinds today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash blinds.
1: This episode is also sponsored by Nutraful. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, know you're not alone. Thinning is normal, but it's not openly talked about and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating Join the over 1 million people that are doing something about it with Nutrifull. Nutrifull is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific needs. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BLINDS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code blinds. That's Nutrafol promo code blinds. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching.
0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. I wanted to really quickly mention, just because it really moved me, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Dune premiere. So I've kind of like stayed out of the Dune conversation because I've never seen the old Dune and I also had not seen the remake of Dune and I just had not really paid any attention to it. And they actually just re- re-released the, what was it, 2021 or 2022 Dune in theater. So it's like out again. Mm -hmm. and I saw it I really fucking liked it I thought Timothy Chalamet was so good um Zendaya's only in it for like 10 minutes but she's great always and now I'm like into doom so I wanted to talk about the premiere because some fashion moments happened so Zendaya wore this uh 1995 Mugler robot suit that kind of broke the internet and everybody has been talking about it. It was so fucking cool. Of course she was styled by Law Roach. And it was just like, they they need a coffee table book. Zendaya and Law Roach need a coffee table book. That like, I, maybe they'll do it in a few years when there's like more looks to add, but like there needs to be some sort of documentation that I can flip through of all that they have, st- she has been styled by him and that they've broken the internet together. Like, it's just so fucking cool. And I'm obsessed. Like, I can't stop looking at pictures of it. She looked so, she looked like the Svedka. <laughs> like the, remember like the Svetka robot?
1: Oh my God. She looked exactly like that. That is a perfect comparison.
0: Even the way she was like moving her body, like she just looked so like regal and- it just works so well with the theme of the movie. I also wanted to point out, um, and Anya Taylor Joy also had a moment that people are ignoring, I feel, for Zendaya. She wore this custom Dior, like, white cape that was supposed to pay homage to the 1961 Spring Dior collection, and- it's, it was just, like, so beautiful and, like, ethereal. And you could see everything. Everything was covered but her face. And she looked, it just looked very doomed. Like, it looked very, like, futuristic. Um, it was, like, so perfect for the premiere. And, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. It was really cool. We love a fashion moment. And I'm also just going to say, I know that people have their thoughts about him. <laughs> but, like, Timothy Chalamet gives us Exciting red carpet moments and I'm always going to be appreciative of a man who isn't showing up to these events in a fucking black tuxedo every time boring us to death for a million years like he actually goes out of his way and puts in as much effort if not more than the gals and I'm always going to be appreciative of that
1: I was waiting for you to be like I'm looking at you Austin Butler <laughs>
0: um well actually speaking of uh austin butler was so fucking cringe on that wreck. speaking of the same red carpet he was so cringy
1: the only reason we thought austin butler was cool was because of vanessa hudgens without her he's like such a fucking weird dude that can't get rid of his elvis accent grow up
0: (laughs) he is so cringe he looked like so him trying to so desperately to pose and smize next to zendaya who's wearing a fucking robot suit give it up girl give it up we're not here for you god I, i actually can't stand him
1: Neither can I. And I'm glad like people aren't lusting over him anymore because that was, that was tiring.
0: It was very exhausting.
1: I really quickly wanted to talk about Jojo Siwa. Um, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but there was a Rolling Stone article that came out last week and it came out that allegedly Jojo and her mom have basically been like underpaying The girls that went on tour with JoJo as, like, her backup dancers, they weren't paying them correctly. Um, They were being overworked. There was verbal abuse. And there was, for a little bit on the lesbian side of TikTok, a lot of shit came out about JoJo and how she treated, like, allegedly treated ex-girlfriends. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I guess if you're meant to be this, like, messiah of happiness, you're probably not the happiest person. And after this expose, it's like, it sucks that that's the world JoJo was raised in and she's continuing to make that world happen.
0: That's a really good way to put it. I saw somebody on TikTok talking about how JoJo, it's going to take so many years for her to unpack the abuse that she has been subjected to her whole life and like pretty much all she's ever known is, like, being pimped out by people. Like, her mom is absolutely fucking insane. I'm sorry, but to be, like, an eight-year-old girl and have your name on that many products is literally insane.
1: And even when she got her license and they had her drive around in that JoJo Siwa car, it's like, you don't give a fuck about her safety.
0: No. Or the fact that she's, like, becoming a woman like Mm -hmm. the whole please continue to be a little girl thing was fucking weird like keep putting your hair in side parts and side ponies with big giant bows and wearing like crazy I mean like the whole thing is just so like one day there is gonna be like a reckoning for her you know where she's like that was really weird like the whole thing
1: yeah and I guess that's why it's like I guess it's hard when it comes to someone like her because what else does she know? Like, you wouldn't like to think that she'd be like, I don't want this to happen to anyone else because it happened to me. But from what I've heard, her mom is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess this one is a tougher one for me to be like, you know, JoJo's evil.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think that JoJo's evil. I Like, I agree with that. I just feel like... It's kind of all she's ever known. And like, what is her, is her mom team going to make sure that people are being treated well when they don't even treat her that well? Obviously not, you know? And like the way that we even know JoJo is from watching her be abused as a little girl by Abby Lee Miller. Like her her whole trajectory is so dark and it's always been so fucking dark to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm not really surprised to hear about it. Yeah, neither am I.
1: And even like people I know who aren't professional dancers, but were in dance from like seven to 17, th- just the stories they would tell me. And there's really not that p- much pressure on that. Or like, you know what I mean? It's not Jojo Siwa pressure.
0: Yeah, they don't have a hand sanitizer line at Walmart. <laughs> right. I mean, like the licensing in, uh, of JoJo's image and name has just, I know it's made her a lot of money and she's never going to have to like worry about money for the rest of her life. But like, my God, at what cost? Like she's basically a walking, she was a walking billboard commercial for her entire life. Um, Speaking of like movie cycles, the Madam Web press cycle has been <laughs> so enjoyable to me. So funny, such a mess. Dakota Johnson could not physically or mentally care less about this movie. And she wants you to know she's not interested in Madame Webb. Dakota Johnson
1: should annoy me, but doesn't.
0: Cause she's such an asshole. Like she's such a a dry, mean asshole. And she's like not a good actor either like unless you're unless the role calls for a whispering like like muted faced woman she is just really not it but there's something about her that i just absolutely love cuz she's so she's such an asshole
1: she is made for her role in how to be single that is the only thing i ever want to go to johnson
0: to be in <laughs> if you don't know this movie has been absolutely ripped apart by critics um i mean i haven't seen a movie be received this poorly in a long time you know when a movie is like really famously bad like it just kind of hits different Mm -hmm. when it's known for being a terrible movie and you find out all of the people at marvel are freaking out and pulling it from certain theaters and like there's all this what to do about this movie and on top of it, every time Dakota Johnson does an interview, it goes viral for like not a great reason. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's just been crazy. And like, I mean, I don't know. I was even reading about how um, Sydney Sweeney is like only in the movie for like five minutes or something. And a lot of the scenes that she talks about in her interviews where she says, like, well, I was looking at the the comics and I saw my character is always upside down and she comes from the ceiling upside down. And like they filmed that, but then didn't use it in the movie. So like what they're showing in the in the in her interviews of her talking about it isn't even in the film. Like it's just like a real fucking mess.
1: I have to say something. I feel like Sydney Sweeney could be, like, a really good actress. I actually do really. But, like, they're not going to let her be. Like, she's (laughs) not going to be able to do it.
0: Because she's too hot.
1: They're like, oh, we let you have that little HBO Max movie, okay? Where you got to, like, not wear makeup. But from here on out, that's what you got to do. And it sucks because I actually think she could be like a Margot Robbie, kind of.
0: Yeah, I think she's really, really talented. And she's, like, so... um interesting like there's so many weird interesting things about her that she's like a black belt and all this weird random shit but no like it's the the madam of of it all is just absolutely hysterical to me i actually love to see um any kind of marvel movie go down as like my favorite thing as we all know um so i'm living for this after reading the reviews it made me want to see the movie more (laughs) i know it has like a three point something on imdb right now which is like literally insane
1: so back in like november i talked to troy about this idea that i had where i wanted to like write a book or pitch something to talk about fans stan life like specifically well eminem heard me (laughs) so eminem is coming out with a stan documentary and this is the synopsis for it Stans will be the opportunity to turn the cameras around and ask the audience about being fans, and in some cases, fanatics. This is a study of the relationship between fan base and artists through the lens of one of Eminem's most fascinating songs and one of the world's most... I don't know if we'll call him one of the world's most important entertainers, but that's <laughs> in the synopsis.
0: And that is like word for word what I said to Troy. It is an incredible idea and it's cool that like he's using the the song to like be the launching pad for it I think this is great
1: me too and I'm glad that it's opening people's eyes to why people say stan as a
0: term I think it's cool too because like we have a lot of documentation for like our era of fandom like TRL is fandom and Mm -hmm. it literally is a show about fans and like what it looked like to be a fan of these kind of people back then. But aside from like Twitter and stuff, there's no documentation that really like encapsulates Stan culture now. Like we know about it. We're aware of it, but like, it is necessary. I think that somebody talk about like how far it's come and how much it's changed. And even just from the time that like Twitter started to now is like so different. And it's really, it's like, I remember reading about how um, this, this like music critic had said that like female pop stars are are actual politicians. Okay. They're like our versions of superheroes, like especially for queer people, they're like our mm-hmm. Marvel, or not villains, but our Marvel heroes. And I think it's gotten even more crazy like in the past couple of years, like when you look at the barbs and the hive and I mean, people are crazy. Britney's fans you know we're nuts like people are fucking crazy now
1: and I have to say I am so fucking thankful that it wasn't like this when I was seven or eight because I was like not friends with people because of NSYNC had Mm -hmm. I had like keyboard and access to the internet god knows what kind of things I would have said
0: I know (laughs) I know and especially now because it's not just kids that feel that way like we were children being like pink sex you know what I mean adults now participate in stan culture like it's just the way of the world like everybody is a is in some way a stan and I feel like it has a lot to do with the fact that now like when we were younger I talked about this on like do you remember this with Dara when we were younger you really had to make an effort to enjoy pop culture like you had to be a real fan of pop culture to like seek out stuff you Mm -hmm. know whether paparazzi videos or whatever you really had to like make an effort now everybody loves pop culture and everybody's got something to say about it and everybody's making content about it and everybody is getting alerts to their phones and you know you don't have to like watch something or like like you see things without even wanting to you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's like everybody is participating in stan culture even if they don't know it that is such a good way to put it
1: like as someone who grew up loving pop culture, now it's like, I can't stand it sometimes. Right now it's our full-time job and we're kind of always immersed in it. And it it doesn't make me want to seek out other kinds of information. I'll make that clear. But it is interesting that like my mom, who my whole life did not like, she supported me. She bought me my J14s, had me watch award shows, but now she's like, do you think Taylor and Travis are real? And I'm like, who the fuck are you?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So then you have people who are real actual stands battling these like kind of ho-hum people that just have all these opinions, you know? Or it's like people who, that like I used to fight with on the internet. I don't anymore because I've grown, but uh, people who will be like, you know, I'll still even see comments of people saying like, you know, Britney deserved a conservatorship. She should be in one now completely having no understanding of the whole situation or whatever and like they're allowed to make those comments because they are being inundated with this Britney stuff all the time now and they have opinions it's not just me having it's not just the fans like everybody has pop culture critiques and they're all commentators and everybody wants to be fucking Ryan Ryan Seacrest on TikTok you know
1: And I'm curious to see if this documentary will talk about, like, the infighting with stans, because I can only talk about Swifties, right? Like, I've been a Taylor fan. (laughs) We don't need to get into it. (laughs) But now it's like, you're not even a good enough Taylor fan because you didn't do ABC and because you don't believe everything that's in every headline. So it's like, on tiers of Swifties, I am low on the totem pole, believe it or not, even with, like, lyrics on my arm.
0: It's crazy it's absolutely fucking insane yeah that's gonna be really really good that's gonna be good I hope that um I hope that there's like actual famous people in it
1: and I hope that it's not just about Eminem
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like also yeah. that like I just want to throw that out there. a man who ironically has no stands that's ironic <laughs> <clears throat> um speaking of stand culture speaking of music So we didn't mention this last week. I'm pretty sure it's because it came out after. So it was like in limbo. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. Ashley Simpson is re-releasing Autobiography.
1: The way I can't wait for this album to take off again, because the younger generation has Olivia Rodrigo, which I get, right? I am not going to shit on Olivia Rodrigo, but they haven't heard... Ashley Simpson in my opinion they haven't heard Ashley Simpson and I cannot wait my niece is 10 I cannot wait to listen to this
0: album with her I just can't believe that this is happening I really honestly like manifestation is real it's all I can say it is confirmed today if it wasn't ever confirmed before it's confirmed today that manifesting what you want will get you what you want. Because I cannot believe after all these years, she's actually fucking doing it. And I just hope that it's like, she's had such a violent go at music and it's been so intense. And so it was so unnecessary for like such a young girl to be treated that way, like by the public because we were just bored. So I really hope that this is like a fun, positive, happy grown woman experience for her. Um, And I I think she said in the uh, interview that she was going to, like, record a couple new songs for it. I can't even swallow. (laughs) Like, I just am so happy. I'm so happy I could cry. Do you know what my
1: first thought was? Other than, like, I'm so happy for Troy. (laughs) A tour. Could this mean an Ashley tour again? Because I actually saw her when her and Evan did their Mm. tour. And she was so good. Unfortunately, didn't sing as much of her own music as I would love. But yeah, this has to mean another tour.
0: You know, I could totally see that because she did a couple years ago. I want to say maybe two years ago. Um, She did like a, I don't know, like definitely not a tour, like a, a couple shows at like a House of Blues kind of vibe, like small venues in LA and she sang the hits. She sang, like, La La and, and and stuff. And she was so... You could just see that she was, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to be on stage. Like, I'm so happy to be singing again. Um, I could totally see her doing something like that, you know? Like, a tour of, like, theaters and, like, smaller venues, like House of Blues-style places. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, the world is our oyster. I couldn't ask for anything more. I feel like I won the lottery. I'm not kidding. Like, I... Was so shocked when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. So,
1: thank you to Troy and Demi Lovato since Demi had <laughs> Ashley on stage.
0: <clears throat> it it gives me hope that Ashley's just listening to this and doing as told. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I know we talked to Vanderpump last week, the week before. I watched the episode, Troy. I remember nothing. Honestly, I can't, I don't even know if I can finish this season. I think this season was. Dead on arrival. Um, and I I think it's great if people want to cut alcohol out. I think it I've done it, right? Like I think it's incredible. Not for
0: reality TV though. I get that. Like the problem around like what's the word? Universally amongst like most shows where it happens.
1: For sure. And I saw this tweet. I wish I knew who tweeted it, but it was like Southern hospitality makes me feel old in a good way. Vanderpump makes me feel old in a bad way. And that is a hundred percent true.
0: Yeah, I'm having a really hard time with it. I just I'm so uninterested in this shit anymore. I just I know that people listen, we don't speak for everybody. There are people who are still very invested in this, they are screen recording everything that Rachel says on her podcast and posting it online and waiting for Tom's response and waiting for Ariana's response. Like, I I literally can't express how much I don't care. And also, I think for me, the the big major problem is that the show is not handling any of this well. Like, the, the stuff they're choosing to film, the stuff they're choosing to show the stuff they're not talking about Mm -hmm. at this point, I think that it's like necessary that they break the fourth wall because the show is so far off into fucking like just kind of real, kind of not like, it's basically love and hip hop at this point. I'm like, you guys are, this is a sitcom. Like this show has become a show about a bunch of people who really love the show friends and would reference it every once in a while to now doing this weird funny or die parody of Friends. Like it's so, just talk about being on the show. Talk about filming. You're literally filming, you're like showing scenes that we remember from paparazzi clips. Like when they showed that scene of of Sheena and Tom talking in the alley, I'm like, we've seen this because we watch, because we have Huffington Post. Right. Like, my god do you think that we're dumb
1: and it's funny because i watch jersey shore family reunion still and i laugh and i'm like because they broke first first of all listen they're funny (laughs) but they broke the fourth wall and like they keep pretty up to date with what's going on in the in the press along with what they're filming and yeah it's just like that's what they do need the fourth wall and they just need to like I wish they were just a little more self-aware. Like, usually narcissists on TV, I'm like, love it, get it, Sheena, love you so much. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, just a little bit of, like, oh, wait, you know what I mean? Like, a little bit of thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really frustrating. And I also just don't enjoy watching, like, I know that they're, it started as them wanting to be um, good friends to Ariana, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to be good friends. They wanted to be supportive. They wanted to show the public that they're standing with their girl. Like, I get it. Now, like a year or whatever later, like them, like asking her permission for things and being afraid to be seen. It's just like, it's a lot. Like Sheena, like walking to the bathroom, like she's fucking Inspector Gadget, (laughs) like incognito and being afraid to be seen. It's just like, this is so, I'm just so over it. Oh my God it's silly in a bad way (laughs) yeah it is it's like oh this is an insult to my senses honestly these people think we're stupid i'm like i don't think lisa vanderpump is hanging out at vanderpump dogs every day are you kidding kidding? being like oh like i don't think she fucking cares ariana's on broadway she's doing better than lisa these like i'm just so over it yeah i don't really remember anything that happened on the episode either to be honest i know that there's like a lot of um and ariana house talk who gets the house i don't i don't fucking care Burn it down at this point i don't care like sheena has anxiety she's recording an emo version of good as gold (laughs) that would have been funny seven years ago i'm done like i'm done
1: Oh, it was Emo Night. There it was. There it was. That's that's what fucking night it was. Billy Lee is, you know what? She's like a Rita Ora. The long, as long as you stick in there, guess what? It'll pay off. Because now Billy Lee is Tom Mm -hmm. Sandoval's only friend.
0: (laughs) Billy Billy Lee has become Tom's confidant. I also thought Billy Lee looked great. (laughs) Amazing. The best she's ever looked. For sure. (laughs) Not a a Billy Lee fan. Never will. (laughs) have been but she looked really pretty (laughs) (laughs) so while we're on the topic of bravo um it has come out that teresa judy uh i don't know what you want to call louis the love of her life the man of her dreams um has he's like being investigated now because (laughs) saying this sentence out loud is absolutely insane but Louis and his private investigator, Bo Deedle, um, are being sued for hacking the computers and like phones and stuff, and illegally obtaining evidence to use against Vanessa Riser, his ex-fiance. She alleged that he like tried to get all this information to, to defame her. And obviously, if you watched the last season of Jersey, you'll know that like a lot of the cast members also accused Louis of hiring. Bo Deedle to like hack their phones and shit and obtain private emails and basically extort them. Um, this is a really big deal. Like this is like really bad. Like he had like emails and shit and was like um, whatever that thing is called, like zombieing her computer where you can like see what people are doing on their computer and stuff. It's like very bad and extremely illegal. So Teresa's second husband might go to prison And I just, Teresa is such a, a, a fucking idiot to me. Like I just, the tree huggers help me understand, (laughs) help me get it. How can you support this woman for so many years? Like she's her own worst enemy. And in a lot of ways I feel bad for her because she's only literally had one boyfriend her entire life. And it was the same man that she lost her virginity to and had children with. And he's ended up being an abusive crook. So it's not like she has a lot of like life experience to go on, but like to get in a relationship with this obvious, like uh, treacherous man, not have a prenup, the whole thing is just fucking insane. So we might be seeing Louis go to jail, and I would be okay with that.
1: I was gonna say I feel like Bravo fans would be thrilled if he and Teresa broke up. Andy yeah. would probably be thrilled as well. <laughs> yeah
0: literally everybody hates him <laughs> everybody except for Teresa and I feel like she's brainwashed her daughters into doing the the publicity thing for Louis. like we love Louis; he's our second dad we love Louis. it's just sad I can't believe that she's in this position again I cannot fucking believe it a woman who went to prison for a man might do it again couldn't be me
1: and with that we wrap
0: up our pop culture cake <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble about pop culture this week. We really appreciate you. Thank you to Ashley Simpson for sponsoring this week's episode. We love you so much, sister. And we
1: can't wait to see you guys at live shows, May and June. We're, we're really excited because last year we were like, oh, we promised shows are coming, but now we actually have shows coming.
0: People have been called, dates have been set. <laughs> like it's It's actually happening, so we're very excited.
1: And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.